0: Gavin Hamilton's Euro road trip.
1: This episode, Group C, Ukraine.
0: Today, we're heading all the way to Kiev to talk to my old friend, Oleg Zadonovsky, about the Ukraine national team. Oleg is a long-time contributor to magazines and newspapers around Europe. Kicker in Germany, Sport Express in Russia, he's been a voter in the Ballon d'Or award, and I know him as a fellow jury member for UEFA's Best Player Award now Oleg has also known Andrey Shevchenko for a long time in fact I've commissioned him quite a few times over the years to interview Shevchenko and it's a great story I don't think people expected Andrey Shevchenko this great attacking player to be so successful as a coach with Ukraine he was very inexperienced when he took over as national coach but he's already shown a real aptitude for tactics and the players clearly respect him and I think if you're looking for dark horses at the Euros Ukraine have got A lot going for them They're not exciting to watch But they're very well organised And they've got a few players Like Yarmolenko at West Ham Malinowski at Atalanta Zinchenko at Man City Who've not been automatic starters For their clubs But they are key men for their country And they will go into the tournament With a lot to prove Now Oleg as I say Is based in Kiev The Ukrainian capital And he's witnessed at first hand The extraordinary situation In the country at the moment There's basically a civil war going on in the east of the country with Russia occupying Crimea and threatening to invade other parts of the country. And it's effective football. Shakhtar Donetsk and their stadium, uh, which hosted the Euro 2012 semi-final between Spain and Portugal, has been bombed and left abandoned by the club. And it's against that backdrop that Ukraine have qualified for the Euros. So there's a lot to talk about with Oleg. So grab a glass of uzvar, the fruit drink, Stick in your headphones as we find out all about Ukraine with Oleg Zadanovsky. Oleg, for the first time in their history, Ukraine were unbeaten in a qualifying campaign uh, when they finished top of their group, three points ahead of European champions Portugal. They also beat Serbia. So it was a pretty good qualifying campaign. Confidence must be high in Ukraine ahead of the tournament this summer.
1: Yeah, of course, uh, Ukraine under Shevchenko just rebuilt its squad. Uh, He changed the tactics. And from the emotional point of view, of course, uh, a a lot of confidence inside the team. Because Shevchenko, with his Italian assistants installed, uh, a in mentality like his mentor Labanovsky before. So... You can imagine it, uh, how emotional it was for Ukraine in front of 100,000 spectators at the stadium to beat Portugal with Ronaldo. Especially it was uh, for the young players uh, that Shevchenko installed in the squad. I mean, Miko uh, and uh, still we consider in Ukraine Zinchenko as a uh, uh, young player, uh, experienced, but young player. And Malinowski, uh, they are considered as the leaders of the national team of Ukraine at the moment. So it's great for Ukraine to have some ambitious plans for, for Euro 2021.
0: Yeah, and, and Shevchenko made a lot of changes to the squad. he You mentioned the youngsters there. He, he dropped a lot of the players, the older players, from the Euro 2016 squad which had been a big disappointment. They lost three straight games in in Euro 2016. And he's refreshed the squad with a lot of youngsters. You mentioned Zinchenko at Man City, Malinovsky at Atalanta, Kovalenko, um, who's just moved to Atalanta. Were those changes badly needed? Yeah,
1: of course, because uh, under previous head coach uh, Mikhail Fomenko, uh, he was uh, just a veteran coach of Ukrainian football. So Shevchenko completely changed the training camp and the preparations for the games. Why? You know, just the coaching staff of the Ukrainian national team completely, Italian coaches, Uh, Mauro Tassotti, Andrea Maldara, and a physical training coach also in Italian, and uh, another one arrived in January from Italy. So what what Shevchenko changed? He uh, introduced a lot of Western mentality inside the training camp of Ukrainian national team. The players uh, believed in his philosophy due to the European understanding how football developed in Europe, and they believed uh, in their ideas. But uh, nevertheless, uh, I can say that Chechenko is a wisdom one because uh, he kept in the squad many players as he could uh, from the Euro 2016. I mean, uh, the goalkeeper Andrei Patov is still is number one. Uh, Stepanenko is still a top uh, holding midfielder. Konoplanka, uh, Yarmolenko. All of them, I mean, all of these players, they've been considered as the leaders of Ukraine before the start of Euro 2016. So Shevchenko found some balance between the younger ones and the experienced ones and instilled a winning mentality. I, I remember I spoke with Andrei Yarmolenko after the Euro 2016, and he said, I cannot watch. TV, I cannot read newspapers, I cannot just talk about football with my relatives because I was so uh, just in a bad mood after this 2016. I cannot even accept myself as a a top player. He lost everything maybe after 2016. And Yarmolenko is a good example how the Ukrainian team changed with Shevchenko and step by step with the adding of the new players – Started to believe and started to concentrate on winning in every game.
0: Shevchenko, he was an assistant coach during Euro 2016. Yeah. He was he was on the bench watching what was going on and learning. But when he became the coach, he had very little experience. Has he surprised people with what he's done? Have you been surprised that he's been so successful?
1: Uh, Yeah, you see, uh, the position of Shevchenko largely depended uh, on the position of the Ukraine Football Association President Andriy Pavelko. Pavelko, he is a good friend of Shevchenko. They have common understanding how the football in Ukraine and Ukrainian team must develop. Due to Pavelko, who believed in Shevchenko, Shevchenko's Received so much believing in himself, you know, just to be to be the coach of the national uh, team. It was not an easy decision, both for Pavelka and uh, Shevchenko. Pavelka persuaded Shevchenko to to start with Ukraine. Pavelka gave him the chance to uh,
0: introduce an Italian coaches as his assistants. You mentioned the organizational side with Pavelka. Uh, they organized some some friendly matches with big opposition. You know, the likes of Italy and Turkey, France, Nigeria. But the autumn of 2020 was really devastated by COVID. You know, the organization was, was really upset by that. The team doctor, Anton Kudaev, died from COVID. And that affected the players in a, in a big way, didn't it? Have the events of the autumn with COVID brought the team closer together, do you think?
1: Maybe these problems made Ukraine even stronger, you see? Why? Because nobody can even uh, imagine it that Ukraine will uh, beat Spain in the end. Half of the squad were infected with COVID. Some weeks before, Ukraine were thrashed by France seven-one in Paris. After that, followed a game against Germany in Kiev against in the Nations League. Ukraine lost, but nevertheless, it was some elements of uh, recovery. You see. And people could, could think that Ukraine maybe lost this winning mentality because b- before this COVID, Ukraine had 12 uh, unbeaten runs, you see. After this, it was a big game against Germany. And again, Ukraine, Ukraine showed some signs of recovery, you see. In the terrible situation when Shevchenko lost 10 or 12 players uh, with a COVID infection, Ukraine still played like before, uh, just in their uh, just games against Portugal or Serbia in, in the European qualification. They, the structure and the balance of the team remained. Ukraine uh, did not lose anything due to COVID uh, uh, from the mentality. It's, it's, it's very important, even stronger.
0: And, and the COVID crisis gave opportunities to some other players... Uh, including um, Ilya Zabani, yeah, yeah. Alexander Zubkov, who plays in Hungary for Varus and also a Shakhtar defender, uh, Konoplia. He was the first outfield player from the under-20 team that won the 2019 World Youth Cup. There's long been hopes that that under-20 team would produce players for the senior team. Is Is that now happening, do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, it started because, uh, uh, you know, just the COVID, what the COVID made for Ukrainian football, uh, uh, really, uh, uh, Dynamo Kiev and Shakhtar, they've started to introduce a lot of young players, maybe two seasons already, and the COVID uh, even speed up the process. Uh, uh, Shakhtar did not sign any player. They have have money, they have some uh, profits uh, from selling uh, top players abroad, you know, and Tahmetov is a billionaire. And owner of Shakhtar, but they didn't cite players at all because they just started to introduce young players from the academy and some of these players played at this World Cup and won this Youth World Cup under 20. I mean this Konopla you mentioned correctly and of course it's a defender, central defender Bonder. Uh, And uh, some other players appeared. With Dynamo Kiev, it is completely the same situation. Uh, The only difference is that uh, Dynamo Kiev have some very big financial problems. They cannot afford to sign uh, good players, so they completely rely on their academy. And uh, uh, you mentioned Zabarni, uh, very nice central defender, 18-year-old. And already played five games for Ukrainian national side, as well as Mikolenko. Uh, Mikolenko is a left defender for the Ukraine national team and for Dynamo Kiev, uh, number one choice for Shevchenko. Uh, but Mik- Mikolenko uh, have, uh, had to play at this World Cup and only to injury missed this World Cup. He also a player of this generation. So, Mikolenko, Zabarny, and some other players on the horizon. And, uh, of course, uh, Shevchenko knows all about them, and keep an eye just to, to introduce. And I'm sure uh, bonder uh, Mikolenko, Zabarny, and some uh, two more players uh, will be introduced in the final roster of Ukraine to be prepared for the European Championship.
0: I'd like to talk a little bit more about Ukraine's tactics under Shevchenko. First, let's take a quick break. Shevchenko's formation, uh, you can tell me a little bit more about this, but it seems to be 4-3-3 or 4-1-4-1. The key element is a strong defensive part of the team, but also a single striker with two wingers or inverted wingers. Is that a fair way of describing how Ukraine play?
1: Sergeenko uh, changed the tactical uh, uh, the tactics of Ukraine. Uh, really, uh, on the first 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 of all, uh, he relied on a four, one, four, one, uh just a system. You see, uh, so uh, uh, it was most of all his tactical uh, preparation based on the counter attacking football. But now he said that uh, to play only on counter-attacking basis, it's a road to nowhere. It's, uh, we cannot rely on this. We have uh, uh, to attack and defend well. But nevertheless, we not to have uh, made an emphasis on the counter-attacking football. Uh, so the roles of the uh, central midfielders of Ukraine completely changed. Because you know, just Zinchenko is a defender for Manchester City, but he is an attacking midfielder, not an attacking. He is a key element in the middle of uh, def- uh, Ukraine structure, but uh, he is a, a, a central point uh, to speed up the attacking maneuvers of Ukraine, but not uh, to defend. Uh, visit not not defend-minded. I am I, I, sure, as well as Malinovsky. Malinovsky. Uh, uh, he played uh, occasionally, unfortunately, not have enough playing practice for Atalanta, but nevertheless for Ukraine he is a priority in attacking. So Zinchenko and Malinovsky. they are uh, focused uh, uh, on, uh, uh, mainly on attack, you see, mainly on attack. And don't forget that uh, Konoplanka uh, on the left and uh, uh, Yarmolenko on the right Uh, They are also uh, experienced and attacking-minded players. Uh, It's a problem, of course, for Ukraine, because uh, 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 to defend well, you need also uh, some, uh, not only skills, but some structure and some players to be uh, uh, active in attack and in defense. But nevertheless, it looks like Ukraine uh, uh, started every game, maybe 30 minutes uh, just trying to understand what the opposite side would like, just and how the structure of the opposite side is. But nevertheless, due to good understanding between Zinchenko, Marinovsky, and the wingers, uh, they have to press the defensive line of the opponents, you see. And they have a, a, a forward now. Before Ukraine missed a real target man, but now we have Yaremchuk, Roman Yarimchuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a graduate of Dynamo Kiev Academy very powerful forward, underestimated, I'm sure. He is playing for Genk of Belgium and he is not uh, satisfied with his position with Ghent uh, Unfortunately, he has some nerves, nerves to just not, he, he don't want to play for this gank as I understand because he is um, a, a little bit much uh, more uh, due to professional level of this club, as I understand f- from his position and the, his quality. Uh, so maybe this winter he will try again to, to move away from this game and to play in the top league. Uh, I mean, just maybe in Italy or just Germany, and he'll, it will be much better for Ukraine. And of course Kovalenko. Kovalenko joined Atalanta, and uh, he is the third man of this triangle uh, between, uh, Koval- uh, between Zinchenko, Malinowski, and uh, in some cases Kovalenko. Uh, to uh, on which the whole structure of Ukraine national team based to, to make massive in, def- in defense hmm. and to speed up in
0: attacks. So, but in, in, in midfield, it leaves a lot of responsibility on uh, Stepanenko. You mentioned, Stepanenko. yeah, as well, as Before. well, as well, defensive minded.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensive. You are right. Defense defensive minded uh, midfielder, very experienced, very aggressive, uh, real battler. Without him. You cannot imagine the Ukraine national uh, team at the moment, but he is defense-minded man. Only is responsible just uh, to, to make me maybe fifth defender position and uh, to cover just uh, the own territory and to battle uh, uh, when it is needed uh, to to show the opponents that uh, it's it's not so easy uh, to maneuver on the territory of Ukraine and to to organize something. He appeared. In the, at the right moment, at the right time when it is needed, and to ruin some uh, approaches of the opponent attacking line just to Ukrainian territory. So, but uh, everything depending, as I said, the change of the structure of the game of Ukraine towards more attacking minded football, it is completely depends on Zinchenko, Malinowski, Kovalenko.
0: You talked about Yuramchuk as the main striker. He's had a very good season in Belgium. And he, yeah, he didn't move in January, but he's, um, he clearly is capable of playing in a in a higher league. Um, but are Ukraine too reliant on Yeremchuk as the main striker because there don't seem to be many alternatives uh, on on the bench as as an alternative striker?
1: Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's a problem for Ukraine as well as uh, maybe we'll talk about the goalkeeper's position. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Yarenchuk is a, a really uh, number one choice and without any alternatives. In case, in case uh, something will happen with Yarenchuk, uh, Ukraine will play uh, just again, uh, I, I, I think, uh, an attacking kind of football. It will not change under Shevchenko. Uh, but uh, it will be without forwards. You see, because can you can you imagine that the alternative, not alternative, but maybe uh, some uh, uh, reinforcement of attacking uh, uh, just game of Ukraine depends on Marlos. Uh, Marlos is a naturalized Brazilian, one from Shakhtar, but he is 32 year old, and it looks like with every game this season, the age started influence on this game on his game you see and he is not a natural forward he can move from the right flank to the center he has some an attacking good attacking ideas but the age influenced on him because he started to be too slow so it's not an alternative for the forward line but uh, Shevchenko in some games uh, considered marlos as, a, as an alternative to yaranchuk when Yerenchuk was injured or something was wrong, but he is not a forward at all. He is uh, just uh, another uh, very well-minded uh, attacking midfielder, but yeah. not a forward at all. But there is no alternative for Ukraine up front. It's a problem no. for Ukraine. Central defensive line for Ukraine is also a problem. It's, it's yeah. very clear. There is no experience needed and no pair of central defenders that played too many games with each other to un- to install uh, the necessary understanding needed for such a level as the European finals, you see. Sure. Because the task for Ukraine is to qualify from the group. Shevchenko already announced, we have to qualify from, from the group, and if we will qualify, it will be just half of our task to be fulfilled. So three teams will qualify from the group, so it's a task that Ukraine have to fulfill, you see.
0: Goalkeeper is probably the biggest... Problem, yeah, with quite a few yeah. options. The captain, uh, Andre Piatov was going to retire after the Euros. andre Lunin was the under-20 keeper. Uh, he's at Real Madrid, but not really playing in Spain. Uh, Georgi Bushkan got an opportunity in the autumn. So there's quite a few options, but there doesn't seem to be a first choice. Who do you think will be the first choice at the Euros?
1: It's the biggest problem for, for Shevchenko because... Uh, really, I think uh, he will uh, still uh, uh, keep Andrey Patov, because uh, Shevchenko uh, knows very well professional football on the top level, and uh, he knows that uh, experience is a very, very important point. So uh, Patov, of co- unfortunately, Patov somehow, I don't know why, but somehow uh, lost, uh, 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 you know, confidence, At his age, he did not do, he must not do this, but he lost his confidence, you see, and he lost his position number one choice at Shakhtar, Uh, to 18-year-old Trubin. Uh, Trubin received uh, very well, uh, you know, just uh, not the publicity, but very well reaction from the European media after the Champions League uh, group stage this season. Uh, but he made some terrible mistakes at during uh, U- 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 Ukrainian Championship, especially before uh, of his uh, rapid uh, uh, just uh, changing of Repiatov as number one in Shakhtar. You see, uh, so I think he will, uh, he will. I-, I mean, Shevchenko will rely on
0: Katov. I'd like to talk a little bit more about general events in Ukraine, but first, let's take another break. Oleg, Ukraine qualified for the Euros despite the ongoing conflict, war with Russia in eastern Ukraine. The home games were played in in Lviv and Kiev rather than Donetsk, where Shakhtar Stadium is not being used. Um, It's suffered significant bomb damage and the city of Donetsk is, is part of an area occupied by Russia. How has the civil war affected football in Ukraine? You
1: see, the civil war seriously affected Ukraine. Not a civil war. You see, we, we are not using the terms civil war, because civil war it's a it's a term that does not uh, cover the the problem uh, that has existed between Russia and Ukraine. Because in Ukraine we consider it that is it's a Russian occupation. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fact because uh, uh, you know just. Uh, you cannot uh, uh, imagine it that before this occupation, uh, uh, Donetsk was famous for the miners, pitmen, I mean, just uh, for, for some uh, industrial centers, industrial uh, just uh, parks, and so on. But they never produced uh, just weapons. They never produced tanks, they never produced some uh, artillery uh, or something like this. From where everything this appeared on the territory of Ukraine? From where these people that uh, claimed that they are fighting for for something, for their just republics, and from whom they received a lot of tanks, military aircraft, something just and so on, just military uniform organization, uh, commanding people, just generals, uh, colonels from there. So everything appeared from Russia, everything arrived from Russia, everything is prepared from Russia, everything controlled by Russia, and the people who are governed these republics also uh, controlled by Russians. So it is very well uh, clear for Ukrainian people that it is a a, a military occupation and military penetration on the territory of Ukraine because it's very near, you know, just between the city of Rostov, there is a football club Rostov and Donetsk. It is only 60 kilometers. It's not far. (laughs) So Donetsk and Lugansk... It's uh, very, very near just to the border. Not the, it's a border with Russia. So, uh, of course, before, before, uh, 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 this, both of these territories are Russian-minded. Why? Because people, uh, 90% talks Russian. I will give you a good example. When I just visited a, a, a match uh, on the training camp of Shachtar. It was a match between under 21 teams, Shakhtar and Dynamo Kyiv. It is a famous training camp of Shakhtar built by of very luxury and so on, some football pitches and so on. But it was a professionally organized game because it was official game. And the announcer, she announced the starting squads of Dynamo Kyiv in Ukrainian and Shakhtar in Russian. And it was in the year of 2012. It was one year or one year and a half before of this uh, just uh, conflict between Ukraine and Russia. So before even, people uh, somehow on this territory considered that they are just near Russia and so on. But nevertheless, it does not influence on the unification of Ukraine they've considered themselves Ukrainians they've honoured Ukraine everything was okay but the boost that they received from Russia after occupation uh, it's not good uh, in any case for the uh, understanding between Ukraine and uh, you know from football point of view before this it was first of all 16 uh, format of the Ukrainian Premier League 16 after 12 reduced Uh, four teams pretended for the title. I mean, Dnipro, Metalist, Shakhtar, and Dynamo Kiev. Uh, with Oleg Blohin, I, I didn't remember, but maybe it is 2013 or 2012, Oleg Blohin was introduced as a head coach of Dynamo Kiev. Due to this, Surkis decided somehow, I don't know why, invested um, between 60 or seven, 70 million euros in the new players. Uh, some players appeared, uh, Dragovic, Belanda, uh, Rafael, uh, uh, some other players. And Dynamo finished only on the fourth place, not even second, fourth, because Dnipro and MetaList were so, were so strong. But after this uh, conflict, uh, football was ruined. People uh, just were concentrated on the some politics, on some other matters. The country became much poorer than before, of course, and football suffered. And uh, no, 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 no. Just only two or three thousand, uh, spect- thousand spectators on every game. Only Dynamo Kiev managed to attract uh, eight thousand or ten thousand. Shakhtar lost their super stadium in Donetsk. I visited, uh, of course, uh, this stadium many times. And really, it is very, very nice stadium and so on. And before, uh, Shakhtar's games visited from 35 to 42,000 every game. After this, they moved to Kharkiv. Now they moved to Kyiv. They played at Kyiv Central Stadium uh, and Dynamo supporters Cannot accept this uh, just uh, at all. Uh, this is a terrible, just uh, position of Shakhtar in Kyiv because how, but, but, but nevertheless,
0: so it is not good for Ukrainian football at all. You mentioned that um, Shakhtar and Dinamo and are developing more young players now because Shakhtar became famous for signing Brazilian players. But that's now changing because of the, the circumstances. But I, w- I was looking at, at the Ukraine squad for Euro 2016 and only Konoplyanka was playing in Western Europe uh, at Sevilla in Spain. Everybody else was back in, in Ukraine or playing in Eastern Europe. Four years later, four and a half years later, there are players all over Europe. I mean, really? we talked about Zinchenko at Man City, Yamalenko at West Ham. Malinovsky at Atlanta has just been joined um, by Kovalenko, Yurumchuk in Belgium, but there are others in Greece, in Turkey, Hungary. It, it, it's not just the war, the, 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 the conflict in Ukraine that's caused this, though. Is it's is, is it, is a process that Shevchenko has encouraged that players leave to get experience in Western Europe?
1: Correct, very correct, uh, just noticed from you, because unfortunately, this conflict influenced even on this process, you see, Gavin. Shevchenko does not influence on this at all. He, uh, It's it, it simply uh, the country, the whole Ukraine, the whole idea of the young people uh, doesn't matter whether you are a footballist football player or you are computer just or, or your engineer or you are simple worker doesn't matter uh, the position of the young people in ukraine move away from ukraine as soon as possible unfortunately it's a position of the whole country that is not uh, well uh, well just towards their own citizens you see unfortunately uh, because Uh, Can you imagine it? Now in Poland works two million Ukrainians, in Poland only. And now Ukrainians moved to Greece, to Poland, to Portugal, Spain, Italy, Germany, everywhere. European countries now, especially Poland and Portugal before and Spain before, they introduced in their legislation some norms that make it much more easier for Ukrainians to find the professional jobs in their countries. So it is also connected with the football players. Before, Ukrainian players and agents, they cannot simply send just ordinary players for, for, for some tests in, in any football team in Europe, you see, especially in Belgium or in just other countries. Now... Uh, even players from the first Ukrainian league uh, just uh, joined some Belgium clubs. A lot of Ukrainian players joined uh, regional or uh, third Bundesliga teams in Germany. Uh, And uh, they joined them at the age of 18, maybe, or 20. They are very young players and so on. So uh, uh, when you've noticed that 10 or 12 players now in Ukrainian national team will, will... just in European finals. It is very well correct uh, just notification and uh, simply it is a trend in Ukraine uh, for every young man uh, started to think about his future, not in his own country, but abroad. Unfortunately, it's very big problem because the professional people in Ukraine, you cannot, now in Kiev. you cannot find, or it's very difficult to find, or you, you will pay big money for electrical men, for your house or some, something. It's very difficult.
0: And, and in January, in the transfer window, there was a lot of speculation that Arma, Yarmolenko would leave West Ham uh, and move to Turkey. Is it a concern ahead of the Euros that Yarmolenko is is on the bench at West Ham and Malinovsky is not playing for Atalanta and, and Zinchenko, when he plays at Man City, he plays at fullback and not, not in the creative midfield role that you, you talked about for Ukraine. Uh, is, is that a worry for, for Shevchenko? No, no, no,
1: no, no. I, I, I think uh, just about Yamolenko. He is a dressing, a, man, a dressing room leader, of course. He is uh, very well established himself in, inside the Ukrainian national team for years. Malinovsky is considered as a big prospect. uh, uh, Without Malinovsky, Ukraine looks like another team, uh, like another level team. Uh, So uh, they're they're just uh, a small playing playing time their clubs. It doesn't influence at all for Shevchenko. They're first-choice players, and they will be among starting 11 any any time, any day. Uh, It looks like at this this moment, and it will not change for the Euro finals, I'm sure.
0: What about Shevchenko? His future, because he his name was mentioned when Frank Lampard left Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's obviously ambitious. He's obviously a very talented coach. Do you think he'll end up in Italy? There's connections, obviously, with Milan. Yeah, of uh, sure. Where where do you think he'll go after Ukraine?
1: You see, I think uh, he has two options. One option is to join Dynamo Kiev with all of his Italian stuff, but uh i consider this only for 10 percent or 20 percent not more why uh, because uh, he has uh, no good no, no good personal relations with circuses uh, I mean circuses they are uh, doing uh, uh, their football business based on offshore uh, just system and uh, in the dark you see, uh, and it's a big problem for 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 image of Dynamo Kyiv and so on. Uh, Shevchenko does not want to be in such a position. First of all, and secondly, he, uh, uh, as I understand, uh, knows very well exactly that Dynamo Kyiv is not professionally run club, and so uh, he cannot rely. On the president that cannot will uh, hear your ideas or your desires to to buy some players, on to build a new strategy, or to to do something like this, you see. So, uh, of course, he has a desire. I'm sure to to coach Dynamo Kiev and to play with Dynamo Kiev uh, not not to lead Dynamo Kiev in the Champions League, of course. But due to this not professional run of the club and bad, not bad relations, this disadvantage and so on, disadvantages, he will not coach in Amakiev. Concerning Milan and uh, Abramovich and so on, of course, I'm sure, I'm sure Shevchenko considered in his mind his, this opportunity. And he considers himself, uh, may, maybe, uh, after Ukraine. Uh, uh, to coach a top club uh, in Europe, but again, not himself, but uh, with his uh, team of coaches, sure. because I think uh, still he's uh, learning. He learns how how just to 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 to, to understand a prof- professional football, uh, and you know, Kevin, you know that national team level and club level, it's another. Uh, Different, uh, just uh, matters. You see, uh, so uh, you 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 can you can be a coach of the national team uh, one year, two years, three years, and uh, you 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 can play ten games per year and so on. Some sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, lost, But uh, uh, on the club level, it's a, another completely another approach. But Shevchenko very has very good uh, point. You see. Uh, he is a friendly man, professionally friendly man. And it's not a, you know, occasional situation when Tassotti accepted his invitation, Maldera accepted his invitation, and maybe some other uh, uh, top level physical coaches with accepted his invitations. He has a a European uh, approach uh, to talk with the people, he, he knows exactly, you, you know, just in Italian language, he speaks English. Uh, in, uh, so he, he, he may uh, uh, some find uh, uh, connections between the people and create a team of coaching team, like Ferrari, for example. The driver is driving, you know, just, but the team of Ferrari, it's not only a driver who, who drives this Ferrari, so it's another level. And he has this ability, he has this ability, I'm sure. He he, he doesn't have any conflicts, He is not a conflicting man at all. At the same time, he, he has a character.
0: Finally, Oleg, what's your prediction for Ukraine at the tournament? They're in a group with Holland, Austria, North Macedonia. So uh, where, where do you think uh, Ukraine will end up this summer?
1: I think, you see,
0: Ukraine even
1: can win a group because because you see if you if you will look at, at, at the Netherlands, they're still trying to find a balance inside of course big names, very nice players uh, playing for Barcelona, Juventus and so on. But when you are looking for the game of the Netherlands, they always have a problem. You know, just to, 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 to score goals. It, 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 you know, just it, it's not a team like uh, uh, just uh, completely prepared for the finals. You see, they have changed coach, Kuman moved to Barcelona. So it's just, I mean, the problems with the Netherlands, it's a little bit more than with the top uh, sides that can win this group. Uh, Austria. Uh, Austria it's a, it's a professional very well professionally prepared team with an average players, a lot of uh, average you know very well professional average players, let's say it like this. Mm-hmm. but a lot of them in this side made the quality of this team. They have average just yes, for example goalkeeper, midfielders, defenders but quite professional average players. Uh, even I don't know who is Arnauto, which is, uh, I don't know like Kiamolenko. But not, nevertheless, it's not a, 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 a aged player. You know, just with some some in the past, not in the future. Uh, Northern Macedonia. I will. Uh, it's it's too difficult to to, to, to comment because uh, the only the the team that is depends on the one player. Handev, yeah. Yeah. Pandev, Pandev, only one player and everything relied on. The, on like Stoichkov with Bulgaria, okay, 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 maybe, maybe. But Ukraine too, too, too strong than this northern Macedonia. So I can predict that even Ukraine in case in case of some 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 moments can even win this group. Uh, uh, maybe maybe third, maybe in in the worst uh, case. You see. But Ukraine will qualify for the playoffs, and uh, I'm sure that every team that will play against Ukraine will have some difficulties. We can qualify for the playoffs, and so after this, we will see what will, what will happen.
0: Oleg, thank you so much for your time. It, it's been fascinating to find out a little bit more about Ukraine. Uh, I wish you all the best for the summer. Hopefully, we will meet up again, hopefully in a stadium full of supporters. But um, we will speak again and I thank you so much for your time all the best to do cheers thanks for listening to this podcast if you liked it and you want to find out more there's a new podcast with a different journalist from every single country competing in this summer's European Championship you can find them all wherever you listen to your podcasts don't forget to subscribe and follow this show so you know whenever I release a new episode and you can find out more great sports podcasts on the Sports Social Podcast Network just head to sport-social.co.uk
1: Gavin Hamilton's Euro Road Trip follow and subscribe now so you never miss an episode This podcast is part of the Sports Social
0: Podcast Network Sports Social Podcast Network